What's up, family? Welcome back to the 200th episode of the Stop Sinking Show, where we still struggle and we work our way to flow. This is going to be an inflammatory episode, and you will not like what I have to say, and I will not say it nicely. Let's get one thing straight right off the bat. I do not care what means you are born with or born without. And it's not even about me caring. Let's rephrase that. It does not matter what you are born with or born without. Now, while I can acknowledge the reality that some are born further ahead in some regards than others, there are some great equalizers like time and how you spend it that flatten any advantage. So keeping that in mind while getting back to the point, what it does not matter to is not a person or me. I can sympathize with you, but what it does not matter to is no matter how much sympathy I lend to your disadvantages, it does not matter to the reality that you are still meant to make the most of your life. What's the alternative? Die without doing that? And it does not mean that you can continue to live in your bubble, expose yourself to very little outside your four walls and your echo chambers, and fool yourself to be satisfied with the mediocre life that you have built for yourself, confusing yourself that you are making the most of it. No, what I mean is every fucking bit of you should be begging for mercy. Everything inside of you should be burgeoning and bursting from the seams from how hard it's being pushed. You only grow through adaptation from a requirement of growth. You only grow from a survival response. If you are not pushing yourself to the point where growth is necessary for survival, you will not grow. It does not matter. It does not matter what is weaker in you than another person. It only matters that you strengthen yourself to your maximum capacity. You see, we all have capacities. We cannot or are not meant to compete with the capacity of another. The miracle of you happens through the maximal reaching of your own capacity. That deficit from you bringing 17% that you bring to every day and the rest Let's be real. Are we having an honest conversation or not? There are some things that people say that infuriate me. If you ever find yourself saying, oh, some people just have all the luck, or it must be nice for you, dot, 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 fill in the blank, it must be nice. If I had what he had, I would do the same thing. Just know if you have ever heard those words come out of your mouth or even in thought to justify something, you are on some loser defeatist shit. You should never let yourself get away with that unless you want to be a loser. The other day I heard someone say, oh, Elon, he's all right. If I was him and I had all that money, I would be doing the same thing. Sending rockets to space and all and trying to advance humanity. And my eyes rolled so hard that I lost consciousness for three days. And now I'm here trying to get it out of my system to make sense of this type of thinking for you. Which if you are honest, you've been guilty of. Or know someone in your life that's exactly like this. Here's some truth for you. Because time being the equalizer that can flatten any advantage that anyone was born with. 
it means no one is really ahead of you. Really, everyone has their own problems and their own issues and how they waste their time. Their own version of problems that are bigger in context to them. So even the rich kids born into means have their own demons to fight. And those with obvious disadvantages as the poorest have their advantages as well, if framed properly. For one, if you are already at the bottom, or feel like you are in some way, there's only one way to go, and that's up. And secondly, this privation may prove to be your greatest asset in the grit that it provides you. Because sometimes the more you have, the softer you are. The softer you become. It's like when you have a little bit of money in your business and you start trying to solve problems with money. Unlike when you first started and solved problems with creativity. And that's not to say money isn't a valuable tool. But it isn't a broad brushstroke solver of all problems. Only money problems are solved by money. And not all problems are money problems. So having too much can sometimes confuse you. The truth really is, depending on how you spend your time and how resourceful you are with even limited resources, you can amass greater success than anyone else that seemingly started out ahead of you. Time. Nature makes men alike. Life makes them different. It is the accepting experience, what they did with their time that sets them apart, that makes them the exception. I'm reminded of a quote that I heard the other day that addresses this loser mentality of thinking that you would do whatever Elon did if you were in his position. First of all, there's a reason that you are not in that position. And part of it is this loser thinking. The quote it reminds me of is, I know you want to do what I do, but do you want to do what I did? And the answer for most people, evidently, apparently, because they're not doing these things, is a resounding no. They do not want to do the things that Elon did. They only want to lay claim to what he is doing now because the greatest artists make it look so easy. They make it look so effortless, like a magician. But no one sees the countless times in the dark a magician practices his sleight of hand until it is not visible to your naked eye. Everyone wants to look like they perform miracles. No one wants the devotion that comes with it. Here's some more truth. You do not work hard enough to have earned the credence you so desire. You are unreliable, even to yourself, first and foremost to yourself. Since the beginning of time, even crustaceans had to fight for their place in the hierarchy. What makes you think you deserve anything you haven't earned? I saw a post yesterday I found myself arguing in. Here's some more inflammatory opinions for you. A company in India had let go of 200 of their people without notice. And these let-go employees protested outside and the police had to be called. The first thought that went through my head and that I commented was... Imagine feeling entitled that a business owes you an explanation before firing you. And people didn't like that. And out came this crowd of losers in rage against me. Their first defense was, 
Don't companies require a two-week notice when employees quit? Well, yeah, but again, my friend, you are comparing a company to a person which operates under completely different variables. And let's not forget what I said before, hierarchies and where you sit in it. And many people who I'm guessing consider themselves lifetime employees because of the way they were arguing were furious at the company doing this and proposed things like lawsuits and penalties for the company and commented how it was unethical, which only made me laugh a little because employment contracts are at will. And these employees, these mindset employee people are only thinking about themselves, that they take lightly how big of a decision it might have been for the company to let go and downsize. Why is it that we imagine people in these companies who are making these decisions as heartless beings that don't feel bad about letting people go? How do you know they didn't do everything they could to save you, but had to let you go at the very last minute because of some finance issue or client issue or something that didn't work out? Maybe they couldn't give you a notice or sustain it any longer. Maybe they did everything they could until the last minute. The most ethical thing for a business to do, if you want to talk ethics, is to think of its bottom line and how that allows to continue to serve its customers. To first be solvent and then be profitable. The only job of a business is to think about itself first and foremost. Just like you. Just like every human should. Every employee. And maybe that starts with realizing that job security is a myth. And it does not exist. And back to the conversation of how you are pushing your capacities so that you can add more value and continue to add more value to the world where you become irreplaceable. And I'm in a country of a billion people, and maybe this seems out of reach looking at the realities of some of the people here, but in my heart, I want to believe that it's only out of reach if they believe it is, because I've seen stories like that. And that the opportunity exists for all of us. And these employees are only seeing it from their end because they want job security and their comfortable niche to exist in, untouched, like the labor unions guaranteeing lifetime employment into pensioned retirement that they suggest. Loser shit. Highway to mediocrity. And I say this not as some boss or some business. I was laid off the first business day of the year, January 3rd, after working three years at my first serious job. Happy New Year to me. My point isn't that I cannot relate to the shock to the system that it is getting laid off, but I do not confuse that or conflate that with feeling entitled that now the business is evil or that it owes me some explanation. If I am vulnerable, it's because I made myself so, and that is a personal issue, not one you can protest with picket signs for people to take you back and have mercy on you. No one else is in the position to put you where you want to be, my friends. I keep it real with you in this tone sometimes because sometimes you let that soft bitch voice in your head lead. And like Howard Beale said, sometimes first you've got to get mad. Sometimes you've got to get up and scream, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. And then instead of hoping for mercy, 
Go really earn your keep. Love you, family. Stay true, always. Please share the show to many more years ahead. God bless. Love you, always.